The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Governor Mike Huckabee looks at the big picture of what determines our legacy. This life's going to come to an end, and nobody's going to care that I was governor of Arkansas, that I was once a pastor, that I worked for James Robson. Well, they may wonder about that. <laughs> but they seriously, what, what I want them to do is to say he was faithful to what God called him to do. And even if they don't think that the world, I want God to be pleased. Next on Life Today. in the studio and I believe it's love for God and love for our neighbor but also love for our guest. Governor Mike Huckabee has written another great book, Rare Meeting or Done Well. I tell you what, when you hear what he's talking about it's a whole lot more than cooking and food <laughs> and it is just a fabulous, fabulous message and I really do believe that Governor Mike Huckabee is a true statesman in our day. And I just say thank God for him. Would you welcome Mike Huckabee back to life today? Well, I, I want to tell you that Betty and I, we get to see you a lot. And every time we watch you, it's amazing. And you always seem to have, have an answer to the question. Sometimes they throw you some... I think some pretty bad curveballs, and you just you just hit them right out of the park. Do you feel a supernatural enabling? I mean, you've obviously got communication gift, but do you feel like God is giving you some insight and in the, the quickness? Like you just a few minutes ago, you just took everybody's feet out from under. Our, our, our staff uh, executive producer said, "Would you just move your chair a little to the left?" He said, "I don't move to the left." <laughs> Do you, do you think God is just kind of downloading on you? Without, without a doubt, and I don't want to blame God for a lot of things I say, because <laughs> He would disavow any knowledge of it. Uh, but there's no doubt that there have been moments. Uh, I've, I've seen it when I've been on the debate stage, or even when I've been on television, ask a question that I really was not prepared for or thinking about. And you know, the Bible says that the Lord will be with us and the Spirit will speak for us in those moments. And there's no doubt in my mind that there are times when something will come out of my mouth and I'll say, that actually sounds pretty good. I couldn't have thought of that. And I'm serious. Yeah, and, sure. and you know, it's amazing when God just says something through you. And uh, there are times I wish he'd said something through me <laughs> when he didn't. And I was speaking and it wasn't so good. Uh, but that's that's when you really know that the Spirit of God walks with us every day. I try to encourage people not only to pray, but to have confidence in the effect of their prayers. A lot of people I know are praying for you. Do you sense that? Oh, absolutely. And I hear it when I'm maybe going somewhere to speak or someone sees me in an airport or a hotel lobby. And they'll just say, I'm praying for you. You know, I appreciate what you're doing. Now they mostly say, we love your daughter. <laughs> I'm now introduced Sarah's dad, so it's okay. You're being introduced that way right now. A lot of times, and somebody sent me a T-shirt, and it said Sarah's dad. 
<laughs> well, isn't, isn't Sarah doing a great That's job? Right. Don't you thank Danny and Mike? And, thank you. And we thank the, the national leadership. Thank the president for sharing Sarah with us. I mean, she's a blessing. Okay, you didn't write this book just because publishers ask you to. And, and I've, I've read your books, and I've known you a long time. I feel like I get an awful lot of not only the heart of Governor Huckabee, I feel, like I, I feel like I hear something about the ultimate father mm -hmm. who really understands something being done well. So let's, let's just ask this. Why did you write this book and title it this way? I mean, what, what, what are you trying to get across? Well, first of all, it's, it's not a recipe book for ribeyes. Uh, a lot of people <laughs> will look at the title and say, oh, he's doing steaks now. Um, it's not. It's, it's, it has nothing to do with food. And it's not a political book. This is a very different kind of book for me because it takes me out of the normal genre that I would write in. But I, I felt compelled to talk about preparing for the end of life. It's not morbid because all of us are going to die. I mean, I think it's pretty safe to say that everybody who is in this audience and everybody watching, I don't know when it's going to happen, but let's just say, but somewhere between now and the next 100 years, we're all going to perish. <laughs> and the question is, what kind of evaluation will we have of our lives? Not what our friends think, and certainly not what the New York Times editorial board thinks of us, because it doesn't matter, thank goodness. Um, the question is, what does God think about us? How does he think we've lived our life? And if he says six words at the end of our lives, the words being, well done, good and faithful servant. I don't care how much money you made, don't care whether you're famous or not, don't care whether you were the CEO of a big company. If the God who made you and wired you for a very specific purpose on this earth evaluates your life as well done, good and faithful servant, your life has been successful. And the question is, how did we invest our lives in other people? What did we leave behind? Um, that's really the essence of the book. So for me, it was a very therapeutic and cathartic approach to saying, this life's going to come to an end, and nobody's going to care that I was governor of Arkansas, that I was once a pastor, that I worked for James Robinson. Well, they may wonder about that. <laughs> but they seriously, what, what I want them to do is to say he was faithful to what God called him to do. And even if they don't think that the world, I want God to be pleased. Because that's, I'm living for what he says of me. Not what other people say about me. We need to be able to say what Paul said when he was writing to Timothy, you know, uh, I'm ready to be off at the time of my departures at hand. Yeah. I've fought a good fight. I have kept the faith mm -hmm. and uh, finished the race that was set before him. He did all of those things so well. Henceforth is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord of the righteous judge will give me that day. But then I love what he said, but not me only, but to all who love his appearing. And you know what I believe? I don't think that just means love his appearing at the second coming, but the manifestation of his presence every time he manifests his presence, because that's the presence that Paul lived in, which I really wish that Christians could realize what he knew. He was left here on a divine assignment. And when he was giving instructions to Timothy, it wasn't get out of here. That was a settled issue. It was do the things, be consistent, preach the word, share the truth, do all the things, knowing these things are going to happen. And because of them doing that, the most powerful empire perhaps in history collapsed under the weight of that influence, mm -hmm. which now this says to me, I know I'm 75 years old. I, I used to think that was old. Now, <laughs> this is pretty young. I'm just glad I get up every day. But here's, here's the deal. I really do believe 
that we could see the manifestation of God's power that would literally give us what we would see as a great awakening. Am I just living in la-la land? Or do you think if we're faithful, we might see something great happen? Well, I sure hope we do because uh, our nation, our world needs a fresh manifestation of, of God's work. And there's so many challenges, but the challenges that are coming against uh, the Word of God and, and God's presence in the world, we should not look as something that is overwhelming that's going to keep us from it. It gives us the power of contrast. And if there ever was a moment in our, in our world's history to be able to show the contrast between evil and good, light and dark, we really have that capacity. When things are mediocre, and that's kind of the whole idea of the medium, some people live for mediocrity. We shouldn't be living for mediocrity, and we shouldn't be living for uh, an unprepared life. But if we live the life that God will say is well done, it is going to have such a stark contrast to the world and what they think, what they believe, that the legacy will have dramatic impact because then the salt will be salty and the light will be bright. Uh, light in a well-lit room doesn't have a great deal of effect but light in a dark space, even a little bit of light, it pierces the darkness. It uh, illuminates. It's, it's like you can have a little night light in your home. Uh, you don't need a big, bright 300-watt light to get to the bathroom at 2 a.m. Um, and your spouse won't appreciate it if you have one. <laughs> a tiny little, you know, That's it. fraction of a watt gives you just enough illumination, and that's really what we need to see in the world. It's dark right now. Uh, we've got some crazy, crazy things happening in our world, but that's why everybody's light makes a difference more than it ever has. And so what I want people to understand is we need to be living for the ultimate, not the immediate. We need to be thinking about what, what is going to happen with my life when this one is finished. What's the next life all about? How I am investing for that? Not just how I'm investing for retirement, but how am I investing uh, for eternity? And, and not just financial, but spiritual. When you, you are really, Betty, as in tune with what's going on and from a point of intercessory prayer and deep concern, and you always get excited when Mike comes on. I do. I record it every time because <laughs> I want you to see it later if you're not there. But, you know, I just... We're both 75, you know. We've lived three-fourths of our life, likely. And, and, I, and we're in a different season now. I, I, and probably our final season of life till we go to be with Jesus, which is going to be wonderful. We have a daughter up there waiting for us. And I'll be so excited to see her. But I want this season to be the best season I've ever lived. You know, when you get our age, you tend to think, oh, I've worked so hard. I mean, I'm tired. I just let somebody else do it for a while. I don't think that's what God wants us to do. He says, I want you to go out in a blast for me and, and just carry my light so that people might see. And I thought many times as I've gotten older, what, what kind of heritage or do I want to leave for my family, for people that I know and love? I want, first of all, to know that lady loved God 
with all her heart. Mm. And she went out telling people that Jesus loves them and that they can have that same light of life in their life. And I don't want them, well, you could always say, well, she didn't do this, she didn't do that. But what did God do in her life? And I want us to go out knowing we were full force for God and, and did everything that he called us to do. And I think <laughs> that is... That is the legacy you're talking about so well in the book. Well, and even a football team plays for the fourth quarter. You know, it's, uh, it's not so much how the first three quarters went. You can be behind by 21 points. It's how you finish the game. How does the fourth quarter get played? Now, if you play the first three quarters well, you probably have a better shot at the fourth. <laughs> but even if a person maybe has not lived all to the potential this is the most important lesson that we have as believers. God is saying it's never too late to do the right thing. It's never too late to prepare for that legacy, the, that which you leave behind, whether or not you'll hear those words from God that you did a life that was done well. And uh, that's why no matter what a person has lived up until this point, God wants us to live as if we're racing toward that finish line and we break the tape with our chest, and we win the race. And we can do that. God could have taken us 25, 30 years ago, but he left us here. So for what? Just so we could uh, go watch the leaves change in Nova Scotia in the fall? I, I'm pretty sure there's got to be a bigger purpose for life than that. And there's nothing wrong with going to Nova Scotia and seeing the leaves turn. But I'd like to think that God has left us here uh, to train our replacements. And that's really, for me, what legacy is. Uh, not just to say, okay, I left you an inheritance. Good luck. I hope you don't blow it. It's training our replacements. And James, uh, what that has to mean is that I impart to them, not a trust fund, but the trust of God. I impart to them the spiritual lessons of life. And by the way, the way you best impart those obviously is not just to bring them into the living room and preach to them for a couple of hours, it's that they see it. The best sermons are the ones that people see rather than the ones that they hear. And that's why everybody is a preacher. They may not realize it. They may not ever occupy a pulpit, open a Bible on Sunday morning and speak loudly. But every believer is a preacher in that they are presenting a message of their life. So for your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, they're watching to see what you become. One of the stories I, I tell in the book that it's, I think, very powerful. When Sarah was just a little tyke, about two, I would read to all my kids when they were little uh, before they would go to bed. And she was up in my lap, and I was reading a book. And you know how we read a book? You, you don't just read it when you're an adult. You read the book, and you take your uh, finger, and you... You know, you do that so you get a little traction on it. So she was sitting up in my lap, and I was reading the book, and I would do this every page. And she said, I want to read my book, Daddy. So she took her book, and she, here's how she read it. <laughs> now, here's my point. She had no idea that the point of licking the finger had to do with turning the page. All she knew was every time I was reading the book, I was licking a finger. So it never connected to turn the page with it. But it was a powerful lesson for me. And I thought, she's watching what I do. More than she's hearing this story, 
She's watching me and she's imitating me. That's a scary thing. And I remember as a young father with a two-year-old in my lap thinking, she's watching more than I realize. Mm. She's going to do things that she sees me do. What is she going to see me do that I wish she would never see? Wow. That's legacy. It's, it's seeing that our kids, our grandkids, our great-grandkids see in us things that even when we're gone, they're still doing them because they've watched them in us. And you said that every person has the ability to communicate the heart and mind and will of God and yeah. His love and His wisdom. And I felt like a moment ago when Betty spoke up, not even so much as a television host, but she spoke up as a mother and a grandmother and all of a sudden flowing out of her was a message of life and love coming from a mother. Yeah. This is what everyone can do. People would have thought, well, Betty, she would have said, I'm so shy, I couldn't go do that. But see, every person can release that love and that glory. Didn't you see that in her a while ago? Such <laughs> warmth. But you know what else there was, in addition to the warmth that Betty conveyed, it was hope. Because what Betty has that every human being must have is hope. Uh, the hope, the assurance that you'll see Robin again. And that this life is not all there is. If this life was all there was, I could see why a lot of people should be depressed. We'd all need to be on a serious dose of antidepressants. But because this isn't all there is, there's something that I can wake up for and know that when this life is over, the new one is just starting. And what I've done in this one is the template for the one that's yet to come. We're going to keep talking all this week to Governor Huckabee, and I've asked him during the course of the week to put on his statesman hat, which he wears all the time, but I want him to put on his governor's hat. I want, I want him to talk to you about a miracle in one of our neighboring states, Arkansas. In between Arkansas and Texas and Oklahoma and Texas, there's been some tension beyond sports and football, some tension. We've watched miraculous things happen in our neighboring states. Hopefully they watch some in our state. Mike's going to talk about what can happen that is absolutely miraculous that I think we're in the process of seeing miraculously happen and can in our country. But also, I want you to put on your pastor's hat, and I want you to speak to us what you think the heart of God is. I want to also say to all the viewers that you can go online, you can get the book, you can go to the bookstores, but I'll also tell you this, if you would just help us literally give a cup of water, and say, so, you know, I want to do that. And you say, would you mind sending me Mike's book? We'll do it. Because we want to be a blessing to you as you're blessing others. Do you appreciate Mike Huckabee and the way God uses it? <laughs> Just remember, for all of you who are our viewers, I want you to tell all your friends, don't miss Governor Huckabee. We're going to touch the very areas of the deepest concerns that you have, I promise you. And I believe we're going to touch them in an effective and positive way. I think what he's going to share with us is going to be so inspirational, it's going to lift you above a lot of the weight and the woes that we often have. You know, Mike, I don't think our viewers have any greater joy. I think they like watching our guests. I know they like listening to Betty. <laughs> They'll actually put up with me hoping she's going to share. And I know you can understand that because God's blessed her. But our viewers love to alleviate the suffering. They like to notice the people too often overlooked. I want you to listen, if you would, right now to a heart shared, a broken heart. Betty referenced a moment ago, we have a beautiful daughter that will be waiting for us. 
I want you to listen to this mother, but here's the thing I'd like you to hear. You are, I'm not exaggerating, you're the miracle that changes everything. Watch. Anita is a typical mother in Burundi, Africa. A mother trying her best to provide for their needs. But after Anita stands in line for hours, the water she brings back to her hut is the same water that brought tragedy into her life. Like most mothers in Burundi, Anita knows that her only water source is slowly taking the lives of her three remaining children. No one should have to face this choice, knowing the alternative is not letting them drink the water and slowly die from dehydration. We can give Anita a life-saving choice by drilling a water well, thereby providing fresh, clean drinking water, not only for her, but the entire village. That is the miracle that love makes possible. Betty and I have been to the mission fields and traveled there for 25 years. And uh, when we marched into, literally, what you'd say, into uh, some of the darkest places in the world and where people were in just absolute pain, the greatest problem we saw most often is contaminated water. They might have a borehole or they have a river or some source, but it was always contaminated. And so when they would go to get life, they got death, and oftentimes a very slow, painful death, robbing them of their children. Don't ever think that a gift is small. If you just give a cup of water, Jesus says that's huge. It's, it's really huge, and, and it can change everything. But we ask God to let us give a well, and then they actually cost more as the uh, cost of uh, drilling equipment, the different areas that we were drilling, it just became more expensive. And, we ask the Lord to let us. Our viewers, many are saying, you know what, James, we ask God to let us do that too. And when you give a well, you're giving a whole village, so to speak, a new source of life. You're stopping the cycle of death. You're changing everything for them. You're showing them the love of God in an act so that they're ready to hear about the love of God that inspired you to love them and lift them out of their incredible despair. Would you be that miracle? The wells cost $4,800, that's the average, $4,800. We've been drilling 400 a year. Right now we're in the first 200. We wanna get these 200 drilled. And I'm asking you to help. Could you drill a well? Could you give part of a well? Many people give 1,200 or 2,400 maybe, and then they pray for three people to join them or another person to join them when we've got a well. But most of the, most of the support, listen to me, comes from people who give $48. 
that gives literally, this is not an exaggeration, it gives an average of 10 people water the rest of their life. Example, $144, 30 people water the rest of their life. So Betty, our viewers can be an answer to the heart cry, to the pain that that mother's experienced by showing that we're gonna take care of the children in the future. We're gonna take care of your neighbor's children. We're gonna give you a future. Would you do that? I'm believing that every one of you watching will do something. The telephone number there on the screen is always a prayer line. It's also a lifeline. Would you reach out right now and touch someone with love, but first get your bank card, use it like a check, and just call and say, here's my gift. If you can give a well, do it. If you can give part of a well, or give the $48, do it. Would you please do that? You can go online if you'd like to. Many people like to give online. Use your bank card. By the way, if you write a check, make it to life. But call us and tell us what you're putting in the mail. Very important that we know that we can tell the missionaries, those with the drilling equipment, you've got the support. Drill the wells. Thank you so much for responding. Today, a mother living in extreme poverty will do the unthinkable. Give her children dirty, disease-filled water that she knows could kill them. With no other choice, what's a mother to do? With your help, clean water is on the way. Mission Water for Life provides a way for parents to save the lives of their children, to offer them a bright future free from the fear of death. With your gift today, you can help drill and establish the first 200 water wells of the year. Your gift of $24 will help provide clean water for five children. A gift of $48 will help provide for 10. $72 will provide for 15. And $144 will help provide life-giving water for 30 people for a lifetime. With your gift, we'll send you the Praying Grace 55-Day Devotional. This new devotional will help you renew your mind to the realities of God's grace and help you pray powerful grace-based prayers for each day. With your gift of $100 or more, request the Praying Grace Tumbler. This reusable 16-ounce container is constructed with insulated stainless steel, perfect for hot or cold beverages. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,200 to help provide water for 250 people or a gift of $4,800 to help sponsor a complete well. And you may request the beautiful new commemorative bronze sculpture safe in the shepherd's arms. Please call, write, or make your gift online. Well, Betty and I are grateful that we can drill a well but I'm gonna tell you, the millions of lives that have been saved, the millions of people that have water, freshwater wells, it's not because of us. It's because of you and people like you who just said, I'm gonna reach out and touch someone with love. If you'd like to have Governor Huckley's book, Rare, Medium, or Done Well, and I promise you, when you share love, you're doing well. Mike's gonna be back with us all week. Be sure and tell your friends, I think we're gonna be in for a real inspirational week. Would you join Betty and me in saying thanks to Governor Huckabee? Thanks, Governor. Thank you.
Tomorrow on Life Today, Governor Mike Huckabee helps us see how we can be an example that others will follow and carry forward into future generations. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.